Hey, you fellas, welcome to the Second Monday Podcast with Gordon, Joe, and Elliot as we continue the men's ministry of West End Presbyterian Church, pointing men to Jesus, and teaching and applying the truth of the gospel to our lives. All right, Joe and Elliot, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> All right, boys, I've got... I've got two things. I'm going to plug something real quick. All right, plug it. I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug the West End uh, Presbyterian Church softball team. We are back, and we are playing on Tuesday nights. Is this going on? This is the second week we've played. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I interrupted. What, what? No, no, no. There, there are there are three leagues. There's an A, B, and C league traditionally. And they sent a big email out to everybody and kind of try to, you know, garner opinions of people who wanted to play, didn't want to play, blah, blah, blah. So they had 12 teams of the, if I had to take a guess, 36 that said, yeah, we'd like to play. We're, we're one of them, of course. And um, so they matched them all up into one big league. So there's no A, B, or C. You just throw them. There's no, there's not gonna be any playoffs or anything like that. I think whoever just is the top team at the end of the year will win the trip or whatever. But um, anyway, long story short, we are three and one currently. All right, and, uh, we are, uh, we're playing pretty well, and we've got a good host of a young nucleus that's joined us, which is great. We've got all the shout out to the Ford Hendrixes and the Carson Stevens and the Will Funks and uh, Cam uh, Hamden and. Um, those guys, Hill Shore came out the other night. So nice. uh, Stanton Komen. So it's a good group of young guys too, mixed with some of the old grizzled veterans like like me. <laughs> so uh, it's a lot of fun. We've been having a good time. So um, we play Tuesday nights, and uh, there's rarely any crowd. Um, so if you're bored because there's really nothing else going on in the world right now, and you want to go see some softball on Tuesday night. Let me know, and uh, I will text you where we're playing, and uh, cool. we'll get you in there. Where? Be fun. So, yeah, I was going to ask, so where do you play? Like at a high school? Yeah. or like- You know, that's a great question, Gordon. It rotates around, bud. Um, sometimes we are at Glen Allen Softball Complex, which is out there off Mountain Road. Sometimes, we, the other day, we were in Ponzi Track Park, right there, right by uh, Shore Pump Middle School. Oh, yeah. So it kind of rotates around. A lot of times we're right over there by Shore Pump Elementary, that little park right there. Okay. Um, so it rotates around. So if anybody wants to, to come out, it's it's usually a fun time. You know, we're a bunch of knuckleheads trying to play some softball, and it's all good. Awesome. So. That sounds fun. I would, that would, I would love to go watch some softball. That sounds fantastic. Three and yeah. one. That's, uh, that's amazing. Well, it's funny. The team we played the first week, they were an A-League team last year. We were not, and we beat them pretty handily. Whoa. And then last week, we actually played, or this, just yet two days ago, we played the team we lost to in the championship last year. We They, they beat us the first game about 7-2, to and we beat them about 7-2 to the second game. Um, they had a guy who actually played in the major leagues for six seasons playing for them. So you beat a major league team? We beat a major league team. That's, That's right. That's crazy. No, he, he, he like legit played for six seasons in the major leagues. Now he was like a backup catcher, but still. That's uh, a, yeah. That's... He basically hit the home run every single time he's at bat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway. I, feel like, I feel like you can be defined as a ringer if you are 
if you've been in the major leagues and you're playing in a church softball league. Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get me confused with the ringer too. They look at me and they're like, oh, he's 5'10", 185 pounds. And all he's just, muscle. All, all muscle. muscle. Yeah. And um, no, uh, no one's ever called me a ringer, actually. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to our buddy, Matt, who's our manager. Uh, they just had their baby. So, <laughs> all right. Little, little Reagan. So he missed, he missed Tuesday night. He's very dedicated. And we thought... She got induced early that day, so maybe he'd make the second game. But um, he didn't come through. He, he, he decided to stay home and um, be with the kids. So That's awesome. awesome. That's He's awesome. a good dad. He's a good dad. He'll Congrats. definitely be there next Tuesday. I can guarantee that. <laughs> uh, congrats so. to the baby. That's awesome. All right, fellas. We should jump into this. So we're doing uh, lesson four. We're still in chapter one, um, and uh, nineteen through verses twenty through twenty-five. I can't talk this morning. Not good for a podcast. I guess uh, I can read. I can read the passages. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is nineteen through twenty-five of James chapter one. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this: everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. Amen. We're, uh, we're, we're getting into it. We're getting into it. You know, this, uh, this book is um, pretty... So far, it's jumped right into... Um, well, let me just say, I, I feel like we're right at the beginning of what he's really trying to say, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. I mean, if you know anything about James, that's like, I feel like that's what he's trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he pretty much sums up the whole book, I feel like, in that one statement. Be doers of the word. Um, so the, it, it starts with this this little list of let every my my version says let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger uh do you do you guys know anyone like that the opposite of me (laughs) yes same here same here yeah the 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 person that just like jumped out to me is like west farkas like uh west farkas just feels like a guy who is you know quick to listen Slow to talk and slow to anger, and um, I don't know. I just appreciate that about him. It's one of those things where I think every year I think to myself, you know what, you need to talk less and listen more, <laughs> and certainly don't get angry more. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So, yeah, West Farkas is a good example to me of someone that that exudes those qualities. Yeah, that's a good word. I I, I would concur. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think of that list almost like uh, that's what I when I get really mad, uh, mm. which often t- 
oftentimes happens in my home when someone doesn't do what I want them to be doing. This is the kind of list that I need to pay attention to more. Like I need to have this running, running in my head. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, like you, just, like you were just saying, Elliot, all right, Joe, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. It's true. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Joe. I am the same way. Uh, I am quick to get angry. Um, it is not, it doesn't take a lot to push my buttons. Um, I was even, I was terrible at that when I was younger. (laughs) Um, I I have definitely chilled a little bit as I've gotten older, but I, I still, I can definitely lose my temper quickly. Um, and I am definitely in those moments. I'm definitely not one to, uh, be quick to listen. Well, and that's that's so funny. Like, I think so often we in society are always thinking like, oh, I've got to make my counterpoint. So I'm not really listening to what they have to say. Or maybe I'm kind of listening to what they have to say. But I'm like, I'm like, just finish what you have to say because I've got this great counterpoint. I'm going to share it and I'm going to expound on it and blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah, I think I'm so quick to not listen and hear people. I just want to get to my point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great that's totally true i hadn't thought about that elliot but it totally plays into our our um how we talk in society our culture of you know yelling at one another yeah. online or even in person or in politics yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and you know i think it's something we've always done people have always done for all eternity but uh certainly i think social media has elevated that to, because we just like people don't read like right somebody will get will read a post like they won't read the actual article that was posted or they won't read the actual content and they'll just fly off at the mouth in a comment and that just continue like there's it, it just continues this uh poor behavior of not listening and opening your mouth before you hear what has some somebody has to say <laughs> Yeah. Right. And I, I will say, like, uh, so Steve put out the the um, the challenge uh, in last week's sermon to, you know, take a break from social media, i.e., mm-hmm. Facebook. If you're a Gen Xer or a baby boomer, right? So it's like, and just before that, so a couple of days before that, I I had actually decided to do that, got off, and uh, my life has been a lot better this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot more, a lot more listening. Yeah, totally true. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a problem when you do something and it actually hurts you, but you still want to keep doing it. That's called addiction. You know, right. that's yeah. a bad addiction. If you're doing something that hurts you, and yet you still are drawn to it, that's a bad thing. And then you get off of social media, and then you're like. Wow, this is amazing! My life is so much better now, <laughs> or I'm not as angry as I once was. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, it is interesting, right? That that list is quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because the first two, I at least at first glance, those first two go together, right? Slow to speak, or quick to hear, and slow to speak. Why is anger the third thing mentioned, the third element mentioned? Well, my first thought was, like we just said, Joe, you and I, you know, anger is sort of where this sort of like, uh, you know, uh, 
where this the the dragon's head sort of raises up in the midst of these things. So I wonder if you know just human nature being what it is, anger is where this struggle and this temptation comes from, or, or at least tends to raise its ugly head. Yeah, yeah, they're true. They're true. What uh, what makes you guys angry? what doesn't right yeah that's an easier list right yeah uh for i i did think about this and i thought for me it feels like the smaller things because the smaller things are generally something that they you can get your hands around and control um Mm. and when for whatever reason you can't control the small things you it makes you feel at least it makes me feel that much more powerless and that's when Mm -hmm. i get really angry the, the bigger things feel too big. Like, I yeah. know I can't really do anything about the global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I can wear my mask and social distance, but at the end of the day, like, <laughs> I can't fight a virus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I concur. Yeah, it's these small, stupid things that just inundate me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Hey, uh, verse 21, it starts getting into um, put away all filthiness. I liked your version, Gordon. What did it say? Put away all moral filth? Uh, I think it was moral filth. Yeah. Yeah. Rid, rid yourselves of all moral filth. Yeah. And, so and these evil. are like... These are like the commands. He's starting to give us some imperatives to do. Um, put away moral filthiness and be doers of the word, as we already said. That's like, in some ways like a summary statement of the whole book. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Um, so are, do you think these commands are related to one another? You know, moral fi- or Or if they are, like how, you know? Yeah, my first thought was, you know, in thinking about putting away all filthiness, and it kind of goes back to what you were just saying a few minutes ago, Joe, about just social media being an addiction. Like, why do you keep going? Why, why do we keep going back to it? It's like, you know, uh, what do you actually need sin for, right? Yeah. If God provides perfectly in your life, provides everything you need. What do you possibly need sin for? Why would you, why would you go back to it? It seems to me that James is trying to get to like, just take it off. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you put it away. You don't need it. There's, there is never a point in your life where you're going to need sin. And yet here it is. Mm. It's like right, yeah, always right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. In my own life, like I know we've already talked about this, but like these small things that make me angry, it's. It's like something as silly as in I'm not necessarily a clean person, but I am kind of orderly. And so like in my house, when uh, someone doesn't put their dishes in the dishwasher, we ask them, you know, we have old enough kids. You just just put your dishes in the dishwasher. And I get unbelievably angry when I come home and I see dishes in the sink. So stupid. I mean, not stupid. Like I I know as a parent, I'm supposed to be doing that training my kid, but the, the, 
the issue that I have is not necessarily that I should be training my kids do this and do what it's just inside of me is this monster that gets so that is not helpful, you know? And like, I could work really hard putting away this moral filthiness and I'm going to end up being frustrated every day because I'll work really hard. I will resolve to be less angry and I I probably will be less angry in the short run, but it's going to come out somewhere else. If it's not connected also to the positive change of um, being doers of the word, then my sin is just going to be squashed in this one area of sink in this dishes in the sink. And it's going to come out somewhere else, you know, because the Holy spirit's not transforming me. If it's just my, my own work, then, you know, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. If it's just my own work. Yeah. You know know what makes me angry and, and how, why I get angry about things is because I really think that I'm right about everything. (laughs) So, if everybody would just do things the way that I deem that they are should be done right, then gosh, the world would be such a better place. And I think to me that that just points back to my love of self mm-hmm. and my love, my lack of love for the gospel and what's true. And so I think this part uh, it starts talking about, you know, being in the word and relying on the word. I think that's like a really good takeaway for me is, you know, have meekness in the implanted word. You know, I I think if I'm thinking more about the implanted word in my soul, then I'm less concerned with Elliot Gravit and less concerned about what's good for Elliot Gravit and what I think is good for people. Then then I think I'd be less likely to be angry. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because my eyes won't be so focused just on myself. Amen. Amen. Which, which, uh, yeah. How do you see the work of the implanted word in your own life? Um, I mean, I, Elliot, you just answered that. I mean, in, in the, the implanted word in your own life, how's that transforming you? How's that strengthening you? Um, I think that's, that's worth us discussing, you know, this yeah, I, the implanted word. For, you know, so one of the other podcasts I listened to, I think I, I think this is where it comes from. And I may have said this on one of the other episodes, but some somebody somewhere said something to me at uh, at some point about scripture and reading scripture, and they said, when you read the word, the word reads you. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that may have been the uh, she reads truth podcast. Um, which is yeah. fantastic. Uh, men should listen to that too. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> and I feel like that that is encapsulated for me personally. And I, I I've mentioned this to you, Joe, before that since March, basically, since all this the pandemic has started, like God's just done a work um, through the Holy Spirit, the implanted Word in me, um, and has given me a new appreciation for scripture in a way that I haven't really recognized in my life for a really long time. Um, because in, for me, and I, I know a lot of people struggle with this, that, you know, the Bible, especially if you've been a believer for a long time, if, even if you've been a believer, like since you were a kid, like scripture feels old, right? <laughs> Just, 
yeah. feels old, it feels dusty and musty, and you've read it a million times, and you've seen that verse, and you've read it a million times in Sunday school, and you hear it preached all the time in church, and it 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 feels it feels old. And um, the the past three months have been a real blessing to me, and I think as a result, a blessing to my wife and my kids because it has you know get granted me uh more peace because of just the truth of the word has gotten into my soul it's gotten down deep in my spirit and um it's just been good to go back to the word of god and this podcast has been helpful because it's kind of driven me to you know dig into your questions joe that you've put together and um just the stuff that we're doing at church it just has all sort of come together i think we mentioned that last week too it's just weird how this is all coming together but for me, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Like when you read the word, the word reads you, right? It just sort of, it reveals your sin and reveals God's power in your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, what advice would you guys give to someone who desired to treasure the word of God more in his life? If someone came to you and said, hey, I love what you heard. I heard it on the podcast because it's gone viral and... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it should be more doers of the word. So I want to get more into the word. Gordon, Elliot, how would I get into the word? Well, yeah, I don't think there's any secret sauce to it. Um, I think it's, you know, start with the gospels and, and just pick off, you know, a chapter a day and just try to start slow and, you know, try to try to read. I always think it's good to kind of bring in some of the other you know, concordances that can really help you, uh, you know, dive in deeper to uh, scriptures to figure out exactly. Because sometimes it's hard to understand what this is, what all this is saying. That's why this is, to me, this has been super helpful for the three of us to kind of go through this to like really break down. It's kind of what Steve Shelby does on church on Sundays. I mean, there's times where we do two verses, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. and that's the sermon. Yeah. But, I, but I love that because I, I, it's not, it's not a quick, like it's not a, it's not a, I love skimming and scanning like I got through high school and college with skimming and scanning like but that's not what we're doing here we're like really diving deep and really breaking down um what's going on in the gospel and I I I so appreciate that I uh my father-in-law up in Pennsylvania one time asked me to come join his men's small group I happened to be up there for the weekend and I had I had been grinding all you know all week at work and it was like a Saturday morning at like 6 a.m they wanted to get up and do this I'm like oh my gosh but the Lord must have been. I was like, Ah, Doc, I'm not gonna go, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fried from the week. I just want to relax. Well, the Lord had other plans because about five forty, I woke up and I just could, like, it was like, Well, I'm up now. And uh, so I called Doc. He already left. I'm like, Hey, Doc, I, I'm, I'm in. If you, and he's like, All right, let me, I'll swing back around and get you. I'll pick you back up. So we went and we talked about like ten verses for like three hours. And it was wow. uh, it was an incredibly sweet time with these like older gentlemen who have been believers for you know longer than I've been alive, and um, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a much longer answer than I think you wanted, Joe. But you know, it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I. That's so tactically just yeah. You just start somewhere. The gospels are great, and yeah. You know, I th- you just got to eat it up. It- it's the word of God, and and um, you know, s- some things will be amazing. Like you'll read some stuff, mm-hmm. and it'll be like heavy, deep philosophical stuff. Like the Gospels, Jesus, but the things that Paul says, um, you know, 
Axe is an amazing story. Um, crazy stuff happened in Acts. But then there's also, like, for me, there's, for, like, for example, the Old Testament. For me, Old Testament is just hard to read. I, it's just, like, some of the stories are really great. Moses, like, Genesis. All, but there are just some things in the Old Testament are just really just hard for me to read. And it's, But I will force myself to read it because I know it's the Word of God. I know it will get in into my heart and into my mind. But sometimes I don't, like, get something as immediate from the Old Testament as I might from the New Testament. And so sometimes it's like days later, I'm like, oh yeah, you know? So just eat it up, even even if it's, even if it feels old. Yeah. Yeah, one thing too, I've also done and it's been helpful and some days I don't get much out of it, frankly, but some days I do. And um, I have the my Bible app or whatever it's called. And I just, on the way to working out in the morning, I just, it's about a 20 minute drive. And so I listen to that um, every day and I've gone through the whole New Testament. I literally just finished Revelation this morning. Was the, That was the very end. So I'll flip back around and go to the Old Testament and start there and just listen. And like I said, there are days, do I get everything out of it? No, absolutely. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just cruising along at five, five forty-five in the morning, but it is good to, to listen to. And, um, there are definitely times where I can glean some great stuff from it. So that's always a good place to start too. I know we're so busy, so that might be a place to throw in that and listen to it for thirty minutes a day when you're driving around or whatever. Yeah. All right, so I, I I I love everything you guys said, and I, I think I would wholeheartedly agree with everything you've said. You know, I've gone through the McShane Bible reading plan. I really like that. There's the plan of you read the scripture that will be preached on Sunday morning. You yeah, that like every day leading up to it. Um, we could talk for hours about, you know, verse mem- Bible memory. We sh- you should go, everyone should go by topical memory system and go through that. Mm. What would you say to the, I didn't write this down, but like it, it, immediately this comes to my, to my mind is what would you say to the person that's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want it to become a dry rule or a law. I don't, you know, I don't want to just do, I, I don't want it to be an external rule and not really about the heart. So I don't read the Bible unless I really want to, or they probably wouldn't say it that way, but they would say it, you know, I don't read the Bible unless, you know, I really feel called to do that. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I think, uh, I think anything in life, um, what they say, if you do something for what, 30 days in a row, it becomes a a discipline or two months in a row becomes a discipline or whatever. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom and discipline. I can't say that I always have it, but there's a lot of wisdom and discipline. And yeah, there may be days where, Hey, it is just rote and you're just getting through it, but that doesn't mean the Holy spirit can't meet you that day. And just because you went into it with a kind of a bad attitude, like I just got to do this. I got, I need 10 minutes to go do this. There's been times where I've had that mindset going into it, but the Holy spirit's met me. And something miraculous has happened, and he's used that scripture that morning to really change my heart or give me insight on something that's that's biblical and will point me towards Jesus. So at the very least, every day, you know, there's a pointing towards Jesus, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> there's a lot more worse things you could be doing with 10 minutes of your day every day. And I, I find uh, a lot of time to do those, those, those bad things. <laughs> not bad things, but, you know, things that just aren't of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, there have been times in my life where I have felt overwhelmed by the pressure to have, you know, 
a morning quiet time of like scripture study reading and the way i dealt with that was just to not do it like i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna be burdened by this like law of feeling like i've got it i have to do this just because for me i've come to realize like you know reading the bible studying scripture that's that it's not as much of a a, a reading discipline as much as it is you get to hear from God himself like mm. that like that is God's word to us right and like if you can come to it with the mindset that like this is an opportunity to engage with Jesus you know whether mm. you do it in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening or whatever whatever your routine is going to be like Getting into the Word, like reading the New Testament, like Old Testament, whatever you're going to study is an opportunity to, to, to really hear from the Lord, right? And you're not always going to hear what you want to hear, like as in any relationship, <laughs> right? And so God's going to have something different for you every day, even if it doesn't feel amazing, right? And just like any other relationship, you know, it's not amazing every single day, um, and so there's yes. the opportunity just to be with the Lord in the Word of God. And so that, that's that's been something that's been transformative to me, especially over this past three months as I've been reading more Scripture, is like there is an opportunity to hear from the Lord. There's an opportunity to engage with Jesus in His Word. So I, I don't know if that's helpful, but that's that's what's been helpful to me. Yeah. A a amen. Uh, James then gets into this mirror analogy, which is— one of the best. And oftentimes when people remember anything from James, they might remember this, you know, this mirror analogy of the Bible, uh, which, you know, essentially is like when you look into the mirror, it's uh, when you look into the word of God, it's like a mirror. It reveals to you, it exposes your sin, your need to repent. It, um, it, it just shows you for who you are. Um, and James says there's really two guys in this little analogy. It's in some ways it's like a James parable. Let's say it's a James parable. Why don't we? And in this James parable, there's two guys. There's the guy that looks into the mirror and remembers, and there's the guy that looks into the mirror and forgets. You know, I'm going to ask a well a, a leading question. This is a leading question. If you had to guess which of these two men describes most churchgoers today which would it be and why do you say why is that elliot do you have any thoughts on that <laughs> gordon 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 <laughs> um, honestly what i love about steve shelby and what i love about our church not just him in particular but what i love about our church overall is like i've Every Sunday, I get to hear the cross, right? I get to hear that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and that changes everything, right? And a hundred different versions, I get to hear that, right? And I love that, and I need to hear that every Sunday. And, and it's crazy. By Monday, I've forgotten that. I, I can't speak for everybody in the church, but, but I think often I look into the mirror, and I forget how dirty that I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say that, you know, Already going back to the point that I think everybody's like, or I want everybody to be like me. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, maybe everyone has that same philosophy too. I've heard a lot of people say like, hey, it's so great to be reminded. And I think, you know, my small group has gone through the sermons and we've gone through books and stuff like that when when it, that's been, um, you know, kind of 
mandate, not mandate, not the right word, but when encouraged by our small group. But most of the time we've gone through sermons and I, it's so great to do that because I think you forget about it by the time you get to small group, you get to be reminded of it. And then you kind of forget about it and then you hit, hit Sunday again and you get to reminded of it again. So mm-hmm. I, a long drawn out answer to say, I feel like I'm the guy who looks in the mirror and I forget how simple I really am. Yeah. After I leave that mirror. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel the same way, which, which is why I love church. I love worship on Sundays because I, I know I need that personally every day, every week to be reminded of I'm a sinner and I am in need of Jesus. Um, yeah. And you know, you do, and it, it's just, it's just natural to forget. It's you, you get into work and you're successful and you have all these things that you're doing and it's just easy to forget that hey, you're a broken sinner in need of, Jesus in need of grace, in need of mercy and redemption. And I, I think that's why it's super easy, and it has been for me in the past, to just outsource Scripture. <laughs> it's easy to outsource Scripture and the Word of God to uh, Sunday morning worship, to Sunday school, to a podcast. Um, if you're outsourcing your quiet time to this podcast, <laughs> don't stop doing that. <laughs> the, whole, the whole point of this is to... Uh, help men to just engage with the word. Um, and so I think it's super easy to, to outsource that. Um, I know yeah. I've done it. It's, it's because it's that easy. And, and one of the reasons why it's so easy for me to forget, because when you're in the word, the word's very clear about who you are. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. That's so true. And that shouldn't make us feel bad either. Like it's, uh, 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 Elliot is currently showing us a picture of himself in a mirror on Zoom. <laughs> oh, that's great. There you go. And Elliot, do you remember what you look like? I I, I do like a schmuck. Okay. Um, um, yeah. No. You know, funny. There was something I want to I want to test on something that, or like pick up on something Gordon had said in his thing. He said because we're all successful, and and obviously there's levels of success, but I do feel like. It is a, a much easier thing, and, and Steve will talk about this sometimes on Sundays, like, oh, we're, we're attractive people, we're competent, we all went to, you know, good colleges and have been successful and blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes we forget that we actually need the gospel. Yeah. Because, you know, I look in the mirror, I'm like, I'm fairly put together, and, you know, my wife and kids are fairly put together, and we, you know— She's, you know, she's a pharmacist. I have a job, you know, like, and we, we do all right. And so I think you forget that you actually even need the gospel. Yeah. So yeah. I was just testing on and jumping on what Gordon said about successful people. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's a great word. Absolutely. And uh, like, uh, what I was going to say is like, this should not make us feel bad that we forget. That is like, mm-hmm. that is Biblical history, like Psalm 78 is like one of my favorite Psalms, uh, mostly because it talks about we need to be teaching the next generation. And then it says, here's, here's what we need to teach the next generation, the whole history of, of the people of God. And it is cyclical. It is God promises to be faithful. They hear it for a second and then run away from God and rebel and apostatize and do terrible stuff. And God rebukes them and says, I promise to be faithful. And they say, okay, great. And then they fall away from God. And then, I mean, it, it goes over and over again, all the way up until, you know, when when the psalmist is writing Psalm 78, it had happened like six, seven 
eight, nine times already in biblical history, let alone what we didn't read in the Bible, and then let alone from then until now. I mean, it's just constant cycle. So like that tells us that's not just Bible history, that's our history. So, you know, our history is, our daily history, our personal history is like you were saying, Elliot, like I hear the gospel on Sunday morning and by Monday morning, I've completely forgotten it. And then Mm. I need to be reminded again and again and again. Um, Mm. This is just what we do. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, the question every week that we conclude with is what gospel wisdom is God revealing to you through this text? Uh, for me, so uh, back in uh, verse 21 and 22, where he says, um, put away all filthiness and be doers of the word. Um, mm. You know, To be a doer of the word is to put away all filthiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, we didn't really touch a ton on this, but on verse 22, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I think that's so often it's like, you know, I listen to the word and yeah, I, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a believer. But then I look at vignettes in my life. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? You are not living at all. Like you're a believer. Right. And so I love how simple it is. <laughs> it says, do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves, do what it says. End of sentence. <laughs> do what the word says. Yeah. <laughs> and that's simple command. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly right. Be doer of the word, not hearers only. And you're deceiving yourselves if you're doing that. That's, that's a great word. Yeah. And I, I would probably, I would be saying the same thing. Like the, when I look at this text, what is screaming out is that simple statement, be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. And even, even the, what we started this conversation with in verse 19 the simple statement of be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I mean, there's uh, the one thing that just, as I was looking at this this week, it just, the simple truths of the gospel are so powerful. You know, we don't Amen. need, we don't need to complicate things. It's just simple. The old kiss method. Yeah, exactly. Keep it stupid. Keep no, it, keep, it simple. keep it simple, stupid. Just, <laughs> Just take out simple. Keep it stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it stupid. No. We're we're already stupid, so yeah, that's, that's true. true. Hey, one last thing. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife. Today is our 15th anniversary. Whoa! Whoa. So I love you. I love you, Emily Gravit. You're the best. Amazing. That's fantastic. 15 years. 15 years. Yes. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Happy, That's awesome. Happy sesquis. No, I don't know what 15th is. How do you say it? 15th. Happy 15th. What is that? Is that uh, gold? Is that? Uh, I think it's a swift kick in the butt. <laughs> <laughs>